Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Thank you so much for coming down. Really appreciate it. Insane in the Membrane podcast. This Sunday, the 8th of December, join us for Insane in the Membrane live from the Pleasance Theatre Islington with Rich Wilson. I've been, a, I've been a comedian for 15 years. It's going all right. Although I was scrabbling around my car yesterday trying to find 60p for a tin of beans. So... <laughs> and very special guest, star of Uncle and the Reluctant Landlord. Good evening, cocksuckers! <laughs> The brilliant Nick Helm. <laughs> Tickets are just a fiver. It's nothing. It's the price of a pint. And you can buy one of those too. Sunday, 7.30pm at the Pleasance Theatre, Islington. I found that through humour, people open up and we have a laugh. And I really appreciate you coming down and doing this. This is the first live one. Click the link in the show description for this episode on your podcast app. Uh, we can have a laugh while we do it. I think that's what I'm trying to show with the podcast. And while you're there, please vote for us at the Pod Bible Poll Winners Awards. Both links are in the description or go to pleasance.co.uk or podbiblemag.com respectively. You did great, Rich. Thanks, Bob. You Didn't did as well. You did great. Thank you. We'll see you on Sunday the 8th of December, unless, of course, it's after Sunday the 8th of December, in which case you've missed it and you'll have to wait till February. What do we do now? I don't know. I think that's it. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Insane in the membrane. Hello once again. Welcome to your favourite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the membrane. Hello, everybody. Another week, another episode. Welcome, and welcome newcomers as well uh, to the show. Really appreciate you getting on board. Uh, there's a massive back catalogue for you to tuck into with uh, various guests like Dane Baptiste, Scroobius Pip, uh, Samantha Baines, Jen Brister, uh, Ishan Akbar, many, many others. So uh, yeah, enjoy yourselves. And uh, we've got loads of magnificent guests lined up for the future as well. So do stay tuned, there's some wonderful names coming up. And uh, yeah. Thank you for getting on board. Um, I was uh, I was lucky enough to be supporting uh, Clinton Baptiste a few weeks ago. Now, Clinton Baptiste is a character that was in the show Phoenix Nights. He's a, he's a clairvoyant. Um, it's funny as fuck. Is it, it? Yeah, it's obviously a piss take. But it's uh, it's the the character is it's uh, it was uh, Peter Kay and Alex Lowe that came up with the character and it's a fantastic character it really it really makes me laugh um, voiced by uh, the guy behind it is uh, yeah Alex Lowe and Alex Lowe is also the man behind Barry from Watford now Barry from Watford I believe when I first heard of him he was used to, used to be a guest that would phone into the Ian Lee radio show and I used to listen to that on the way back from gigs and I just laugh my socks off amazing really funny he's also been doing a lot of stuff with Angelos Epithemiu uh, so they've been gigging together, so you might know Barry from Watford with that. Um, he's a lovely guy, Alex. We had a great chat. Uh, we were in the green room of uh, the. We were in Halifax, I believe, uh, in the in the. I think it's the old. 
can't remember what it was, but it was in Halifax at the gig we did there in the green room an hour before uh, we were due on stage. It was lovely. Again, you know, really open, really warm and lovely. So here we are, Alex Lowe. Mate, good show last night. What oh, a show. Did you enjoy it? I really enjoyed it, yeah. It was uh, amazing to pack the place out. It was incredible. Well, and what a room. I didn't realise the history yeah. until you told me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. realise. It's a... Uh, City Varieties, it's yeah, a yeah. 467 sold out. Amazing. Um, lovely, intimate, up close, you know, where they filmed the good old days. That's it. Uh, just such a warm audience, weren't yeah, they? Great. They, right well, this is it, I mean, my job was to warm them up. Yeah. But as soon as I walked out, yeah. they were there. And I'm I like, know. you don't need me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I, so I took myself out of work, but it was, they were bang on, straight yeah, away. Yeah, but. So up for it. You uh, just, for your listeners here, <laughs> I've got to tell you, this bloke, I was in the dressing room with the show on the relay thinking, oh, she, oh, he's really good, he's really good. I'm like, how am I going to get on after this? You did brilliant. Yeah, but, oh, it was a great fun. Thank it you. was really, it was... I, 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 Big laughs, weren't they? Yeah, I've been laughing all day. <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, it's fading now. Fairly now. <laughs> that really makes me laugh. And haunting. A haunting? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a haunting of a painting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a few of them they really went for. I mean, I, but unfortunately, there are a couple of things. The shouting out, I'm not mad on. Well, I was going to talk to you about that because yeah. that's because, like you said yesterday, because you didn't you you didn't do stand up, did you, when you started out? Well, you no, did no. you start off as an actor. Yeah, I mean, I still think of myself as an actor and yeah. sort of comedy character, character comedy actor, and I've always really wanted to do straight stand up. When right. I see you guys, honestly, in a in a in a dressing room of comedians um, talking very technically about oh, the, yeah. the art of stand-up. Okay, a lot of it's bullshit, but, <laughs> but, you know, I'm always sort of slightly jealous and I think, well, I'm doing a character. I've still got to write jokes, mm. I've still got to deliver as a certain amount of crossover, but there is going to come a time soon where I will stop hiding behind prosthetics or stupid wigs or whatever, yeah. and I would just really like to apply that craft you do it I'd love to do that I mean but it is a different thing I mean it's sort of different thing I mean you are playing a persona when you're up yeah you're like an amplified version of of your true self yeah but um, yeah I'm much more of an actor than I am a stand up and uh, but you know by the same token I meet stand-ups who go, yeah. I'd love to do more of course, character yeah. stuff. Yeah, and everyone yeah. wants to do... Grass is always green. <coughs> Absolutely. And they yeah. go, I'd like to be an actor. And uh, it's a you know, bit of crossover, but yeah. it's sort of different. You've been in some really cool stuff. Like, you were in... When I've, I've, I've said to you many times, yeah. you were in Sean Locke's yeah, 15, 15 Stories High. It was yeah. when I first became aware of oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is brilliant. Yeah. And you're, you're, now you're in Brassic. Yes, you've been briefly, in that, even briefly. Phoenix Nights. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you've been yeah. in some great stuff. I'm, I'm always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> uh, but I've, I, I've often thought I'm having the longest apprenticeship anyone's ever had. I just, you know, it doesn't, it's got marginally easier to yeah. earn a living over the last 15 years for me. But I just never leave a stone unturned, no. you know, and I think what I think I've done. Maybe I spread myself too thinly over these, but I've never been wealthy enough not to. You know, yeah, I've got yeah, a wife yeah, yeah. and kids. I just, uh, you know, I was sort of... <laughs> here we go, the old uh, <laughs> psychology. Yeah. But, you know, I was sort of brought up with that... Um, 
Protestant work ethic. Yes. And also, I mean, you're a bit younger than me, but this kind of Thatcherite mm. mantra about if you work hard enough, you'll get a just result. A result, a just reward. That's clearly not true. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you've got to sort of be in it to win it, and you've got to be yeah. putting yourself about. I think I, that's it. There's that satisfaction from actually still doing the work like you say yeah. it, rather than sitting back and waiting for it to come to you well, it never does no at least you're putting the effort <laughs> in so you don't you don't lie around going oh you know I, what I mean? you're not, you're yeah. not yeah it's well there are there are, i always think there are kind of two types of people there are those oversimplification but there are those people who would kind of rather not bother mm. uh, and you know face the rejection they, yeah. they can't be that but at I would think it would be much, much worse to get to 60 and go, yeah, I never really tried that too late now and it's uh, finished. Yeah. That would be the worst. That would be awful. You yeah. go, I've, I've blown it. Whether other other people feel like it would be the worst thing to dip your toe in the water, be absolutely mauled mm. and then That's not scared, recover. That fear of failure. Yeah. It's a brilliant show. Yeah, this and is a people, great show. And the people last night... Yeah. Were were bent double. They yeah. had a great, they had a great time. Yeah, I mean, it, look, and you had, and you go back to what you, the guy chipping in, that one guy that because he, he, that was the thing. It wasn't even heckling. He was Shouting. literally making noises. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. even I've been doing this fifteen years, and yeah. he did it to me when I was on. I heard that. He yeah. shouted out Pacino or something like that. Oh, fucking and hell. yeah, and you, you can't do anything with that. So, no. With, with the you know, so it's, it is difficult. That I wish I I did you know. With you guys, I mean, I used to do jonglers as Barry from Oh, Alfred. wow, yeah. And, you know, doing a character act as jonglers is not the thing. Yeah, yeah, it was but a different I, animal. But you know what? I mean, those are things that no one told me. I've just stumbled yeah. from one thing to another. <laughs> you know, I don't have any particular tradition in anything. I always feel like I'll have a go at that. I'll just do that. Yeah, and I was doing, and I remember finishing off at Croydon. I just thought I can't do it anymore. No. I think I honestly think that I've got a bit of alopecia here, yeah. and I think that is from doing jobs. It's so <laughs> stressful. It's horrible. And I remember um, Mickey Hutton. Oh yeah, yeah Mickey yeah. Hutton. I was yeah. just about to go on. He went, yeah. What are you doing? I said, I'm doing my uh, old man character back what He said, yeah. Character acts never work in genres. Anyway, good luck. Oh Jesus! And right, that, 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 so <laughs> but um, what was I going to say about but that? that? But that whole yeah, the, the heckling. Sh- so, the, so the show last night. Yeah. That's how you you handled. Even though they say you, you're not, you, you feel you can't you can't handle it because you've got a script that you stick yes, to. Yes. Yes. Last night you handled it brilliantly because the show everybody was on your side. Everyone yeah. he made that noise that everyone, everyone you could feel everyone going oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, it, it's really distracting everyone. Yeah. Because also my thing has got a slight play element to it. Mm. It's got a bit of a narrative. Yeah. Well, it's the same for anyone telling any story. Yeah. It's bloody distracting, yeah. yeah. And you've got beats you need to get, yeah, you've got that's right. you need to get to. That's it. And, and if so, it holds it up, yeah. also it's only about the sixth time I've done the show, so if someone throws me, I'm like, oh God, yeah, where's this bit in the show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to say something like, oh, the spirits are strong in this one, too strong, something like that. Yeah. But then, but then you've got it mapped out in your head. Yeah. You haven't, you haven't, you haven't mapped in some no. twat, some piss twat shouting right. out. No, that's and right. And so it, like you say, you've got the show. You want to yeah, do the show. People have come to see the show. I want to give you the show you've paid yeah. for. I think in terms of sounding like I'm being spontaneous with the audience, I do go into the audience and speak to them. Mm. They don't know that everything I say, I've said a million times. Yeah. It sounds like I'm being particular. <laughs> you know, but that's a skill. 
That's a skill to make it sound like you're just winging it. That's because I'm an actor, not, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I'm really, I'm so delighted because I've been so nervous about it. You know, Phil McIntyre very kindly mm. took me on tour. They're quite a big league production oh, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. company. And, you know, first it was like, is Peter Kay going to agree to you doing this tour and he's been just great you know of course yes yeah, yeah it's sort of Peter's yeah. character right and right. Neil Fitzmorris's oh, name he's, he's, he came up with the name so I checked with those two and they've been absolutely fine about it and so gradually it was like you know are we going to be able to sell is anyone really going to come to this thing and it, the bloody ticket sales are through the roof <laughs> and it's gone on till March it's going extended to March Incredible. next year and it might go on after Easter um but it's always the same thing, you know, where, I mean, my poor wife, I just, I'm a real fretter and worry mm. about this thing. I feel like being an actor and being kind of, you know, creating your own work, um, you have to make certain sacrifices in your life. Absolutely. It is a bit yes. of a vocation. I don't think you can play at these things. No, So it's bloody important to you, you know, it's, yeah. it's like there's a lot hinging on it. Plus I've got a wife and kids, I've got a mortgage yeah, and all of course, that. Yeah. And so I've been really feeling under the cosh about it. And, and always these, these ticket sales come through from Phil McIntyre. My first reaction is, bloody hell, that's good. And a second later, oh shit, I've still got to do it. I've got to do the bloody thing. It'd be nice to get the money yeah, and not it. go. But <laughs> thankfully, I, I'm so, so pleased that it's going so well. It's brilliant. Yeah, I'm really oh, pleased to see it. Ah, oh, good lad. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. And it, and, but it's what people want. Yeah, they you're want right. To have a escapism. Yeah, it's escapism. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think so. I mean, I am a bit... Uh, down, pessimistic mm. about uh, all that stuff, you know. Yeah, I, mean, same. I think we all are. I think you'd, there'd be something wrong with you if you weren't yeah. worried. Yeah, that you that know. is kind of frightening. I suppose the great thing is that, um, I don't know whether this is true either, but you and I can still just keep going out and doing live. Yeah. And that was something I've always thought as an actor, you know, spent many, many years uh, getting a few crumbs from the table of the... <laughs> my, my uh, betters <laughs> and uh, it, it's only in recent years kind of I, mean, I used to do it with Barry quite a lot uh, but mostly with Clinton I've mm. just been confident to go out and hit the circuit and yeah. do gigs uh, well, there's more you can do more with Clinton yeah. I, lo I love Barry yeah Clinton Barry from Watford is a, is yeah. a guy that phones into radio that's shows that's it you know, yeah, so. yeah. Uh, but going out with Clinton it is a kind of spectacle mm. it's kind of larger than life so it is a real relief to know that if nothing else is happening, I just get some gigs, yeah. hopefully. That's not to belittle doing gigs. No, of course not. You know, no, no, but, no. Um, so, yeah, I'm a bit worried about that. I'm worried about the environment. It shits me up. Uh, it, well, I was talking about this just before I came out. Yeah. And there are people are now having there is, is eco-anxiety. Where people are actually, yeah, and it, and, it, and it's and again, you'd be you'd be mad not to be affected yeah. by it all. Yeah, yeah. What annoys me is that we've been told for years, ever since we were kids, ever since before we were kids, yeah, buy this, do that. If you buy this thing, this yeah. will enhance your life. Yeah, yeah. And buy this and eat that and do this and do that. And now we're getting told, oh yeah, you probably shouldn't have you shouldn't have bought all that because uh, yeah, now it's all now you fuck the planet. You go. I was just going along with what you said. <laughs> why, well, hang on, why am I? And it, but it's the same people that told us to buy the stuff that are now telling us yeah. we're the ones that, are, that it's always us that takes the blame. Yeah, it's it's very difficult. I mean, that does that that does run. I remember um, going that probably when I just started going out with my wife in about 1993 or four, going to Tesco Extra in Watford oh, yeah. near where I live, 
And I don't know where I'd been. I mean, I was a sort of student before then and going to, I was in Leicester, going to sort of Indian shops, you know, on the Narborough Road, little yeah. kind of family run things. And I found myself there. And this is all that time ago thinking, God, the colour of those carrots, <laughs> you know, bright orange, that it's, you know, it's and people right, yeah. buy this up and this doesn't look right. And there's all this, I think something occurred to me the first time in my life as quite a young man, all this endless bloody variety of yeah. stuff. I just thought then this is unsustainable. It's, yeah. it's unsustainable. It, it clearly is, yeah. you know. Well, this is it. And the fact that the, 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 these companies are going, like every year there's a new iPhone or there's a new this. And there you go. Yeah, I know. It wasn't like that when I was a kid. And no. I'm not, I don't want to sound like an old man. And like, you had a television. I know. And I know. then that I agree. lasted you yeah. until it broke. But I, I, now it's like, oh, yeah. now we've updated it. Now you've got to get this phone, you've got to get this. It, it does make me... Very, yeah, I mean, the thing that worries me, they're always talking about, you know, we're going to go up by one degree over the next mm. 10 years or something. And people think, can we avoid that? And I'm thinking, well, even if we limit it to one degree or whatever, well, who's to say that it's not going to go up further? What happens yeah. after 10 years? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, in 50 years, is it going to be five degrees hotter? Because yeah. that's a disaster. Yeah. Well, the, thing, what we're, the thing is, what's happening is, we're the planet is an organism of its own and it will just shrug us off. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what we're actually doing is just destroying ourselves. We're destroying yeah. our own ecosystem. Yeah, that's right. It's damaging the planet, yeah, but then the, the, the planet will rebuild itself yeah. And, and, yeah. and heal. Yeah. We just won't be here. So, yeah, of course. You know, so, I know. You know, it's... But then you need, you know, but then to do what we do, we need a car, you know. It's, yeah. I've done it. I've done um, it on public transport and it's... Oh, my God. Yeah, of course. Sleeping in Nottingham bus station yeah. at 4am. I, I, I mean, also, look, you know, I've got my cards here tonight where people write suggestions mm. on. I, most of them I throw away because the suggestions are so terrible. I oh, really? I've started thinking, what a waste. That's a nice <laughs> printed card. You know, God knows that was a tree. It goes straight in the bin. Yeah. Nine times a time, someone's written Jimmy Savile on it. They want All me to the, contact. Oh, God. Uh, or whatever. So, yeah, that I'm sort of pessimistic about that and similarly I can't stand the sort there seems to be a kind of this is an oversimplification but there's the kind of like-minded people I like the divide seems to be getting yeah and it's almost I might be wrong about this there's almost the same people who are arguing for Brexit yes uh, are the people who are telling you with a similar sort of right-wing hat on that uh, Greta Thunberg, oh, she's a puppet. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. She's a yeah. puppet. <laughs> well, even if she yeah. is a puppet, for who? I mean. But even she says, she says, I shouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't be, because there were people saying, she's a child, she should be having a child's life. And they're going, yeah, but she's even said, yeah, I shouldn't, it shouldn't yeah, be yeah. me, it shouldn't be me that's yeah. doing this. I, I, I really, I'm, I'm thinking of voting green. I think that is, I yeah. don't know what else to do. I can't think of a more important there thing. Isn't, well, this is it. There isn't anybody else. That you that you feel it would be capable to lead the ship to to, to yeah. drive the ship. It's, yeah, that's right. It's knackered. Yeah, there isn't anybody. But the I, you know the cynicism. There's a lot of kind of there'll be a lot of cynical people listening to this mm. who are going, you you sort of couple of naive Ponzi performer types. What do you know about the real world? But actually, you know what 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 do you need to know? I think sometimes being naive and seeing it through simplistic eyes is. You know, that, yeah. I think that's a benefit in a way. Yeah, Otherwise, you, yeah. you can argue yourself around every argument going. Yeah. Why not just have a feeling clearly there's something wrong? I mean, it's, it, I'm literally, we're now, this is being recorded like, well, it's coming up to, it's early October, it's the yeah. first week of October. But until a couple of days ago, 
I was hot at night. I was sweating. Yeah, yeah, same, night. same. No heating on. Windows open. Yeah. What? Late September, <laughs> early October. I'm going. Everyone's going. Oh yeah, it's quite nice in it. Indian summer. Really? <laughs> what? Sweating at night. Uh, you know. But then there's the other side of it. Is that I. We, it does make me laugh when people say, oh, we've got, we've, it's freezing in June. And you go, yeah, well, again, the planet as well. I mean, we have damaged it. I'm not saying yeah. we haven't, but the planet also is its own thing. Yeah. And sometimes it probably, you know, yeah. this, this again probably sounds really naive, but just because we're like, this doesn't normally do this in October. Yeah, yeah. You know, it might be a planetary thing. It might just, you know, this, it feels like the seasons have shifted. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it gets colder, it'd be colder in sort of January, February, yeah. later on. Whereas before we've had it, right, those four months, they're the, they're the cold ones, then they're the wet ones, and then they're the... Yeah, It well, seems to have moved along, but and I, I don't, don't know if that's that, us or... Well, whatever, that doesn't sound great no, to me. No. I don't think that's... No. That whatever that is doing will have some effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's a bit of a, a worry of mine. I'm also worried my bloody hair is falling out. <laughs> More, more than that. Never mind the ice caps. So are you quite are you quite a half, a glass half empty? Um, it depends on what mood you're in. Do you know what? Am I? I'm. Um, I think you know. I'm probably quite naive. I've never really done a proper job. Right. You know, okay. Straight from uni. I was a child actor. Yeah. You know, and I was I was in the West End when I was like thirteen. And I was in uh, BBC costume drama, Mansfield Park when I was 15. I did these Adrian Mole cassettes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in, you know, Another Country, the play, when it was in the right. West End. And so, and I went from there to my <laughs> degree in drama. <laughs> Thank God, just what the country needs. <laughs> and then, uh, but you know, when I say that, that is a kind of guilt I have. That's my... Yeah, you my, feel like you haven't... I, that is my problem. It's, it, I'm, I'm always quite optimistic about what I can do as a, as a performer. Mm. And I'll, I'll get somewhere. But when I mention the kind of Protestant work ethic, my parents are kind of lower middle class, you know... My mum and dad both, you know, the kids are shopkeepers. Right, yeah. Uh, my mum worked for Harrow Social Services. My dad was a tea taster. Oh, really? Uh, you know, but, you know, he was, he failed his 11 plus and all that. And they are very, very straight-laced, you know. It's, to this day, it only takes my mum to phone up on, you know, quarter to three on a Tuesday afternoon and say, what are you doing? For me to be sent into, yeah, what am I doing? Oh. What am I doing? There are people, you know, doing triple heart bypass surgery or grafting or, I don't know, doing accountancy or, or, or whatever it is, yeah, yeah. like proper. And what am I doing? Well, it was like, yeah, actually, I was just checking Facebook to see what, <laughs> you know. So I, I've, I have the most, this is my biggest problem. And I often think I should go and see some co cognitive behavioral therapy right. or, you know, just go and talk to counter. someone. Yeah, I mean, absolute guilt. I mean, I'm, I work, I don't leave any stone unturned, honestly. Mm -hmm. I've got, you know, I've got card range, well, I've got three card ranges in the shops, okay. with, uh, which keep the wall from the door with royalties. Yeah. I'm doing this stand up, I'm a straight actor, I write for people, do a lot of radio, um, yeah. anything else. But, you know, I, there's all, dealing with my wife and kids I, there's no I, I often go to bed feeling guilty that I haven't quite achieved right. what I wanted to uh, and that's not me that's not kind of false modesty and isn't this problem I, I, I don't really want to be like that no. to kind of come up to 52 yeah, right. but it's a really I mean it's obvious what it is it's just a kind of being brought up with this idea that 
being this performing mm. bullshit. You know, yes. really, at some yes. point you're going to have to knuckle down. And, yeah. And I still feel like it's, you know, I feel slightly <laughs> apologetic about. But you've made choices, and you've got, and you achieved so much. You've just, you've, you're just yeah. very lucky. You've done. You wanted to do a thing. Not lucky. I don't mean that. I'm not dismissing any work or any effort you've put in, but. You went down a path and it worked out. Yeah. And a lot of people, they either, like, we, like you said earlier, they either don't go, to, they don't make the effort, they're scared yeah. to make that, that or they're just the not decision, or they just haven't had the. They, I mean, I didn't start comedy till I was 32. It didn't even yeah. occur to me that I could be a comedian. What were you doing before? I was, I've done all sorts. Yeah. yeah, yeah all yeah. sorts of jobs. I had kids when I was 20, so I just kind of had to do anything that came sure. along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was complete chance that I ended up being a comedian. Yeah. And and I'm so and you lucky. Love it. I absolutely love it. I know it's, it's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. It's but crazy. it could have been so different. Yeah. If I hadn't I was with a girl and I'd broken up with her and I was working in a funeral directors and it was, it was in winter as well and it was really shit and I just happened to look in the newspaper and see an advert for bar staff at Up the Creek. Oh wow. And people yeah. that listen to this, I know I've said this many times, but it was complete, complete chance that, that I that I am now sat with you here. Really? It's, it's completely God, that's complete amazing, luck. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. I yeah, I have days where I'm like, oh, God, you know, all of my stuff stems from money. It's just not having enough money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it is. Other than that, I have a great life. Yeah. And so and, we, and you, you've made you, you, you made choices and decisions yeah. and you got to where you are now yeah. and you're, you have a very privileged life. You're lucky yeah, yeah. to do something very that you lucky. love. Absolutely right. And I, you know, and, it, and people that are surgeons, they choose to be surgeons, you know, and you know, I mean, I, there are some people that would rather be elsewhere. I, I suppose yeah. so. And when I'm, you know, you're on stage and people have paid to see you mm. and tonight there's going to be nice lighting and yeah. sound. And, They're you know, all reliant on you yeah, giving them a good time. And I, I love that. I suppose you just have to sort of keep the faith. That's what I'm talking about. Here, you kind of go, yes, people have bought tickets. But somewhere along the line, getting this show together, yeah, you know, going in thinking, oh, I tell you what I need to make this joke work. I'll go into a second-hand shop, see if I can, and I can find something that looks like a knob. It's like, <laughs> you go, come on, yeah, man, you're 51. Really? And, you know, you know, we used to do Barry's Bingo at the 100 Club, looking through endless sort of records for something that looks Sorry. a bit funny, <laughs> invariably pathetically uh, rude, you know, or making something. Dan Skinner and I, you know, do Angelos and Barry. Yeah. Making a pair of bollocks or something else sometimes. <laughs> I saw. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Dan, like you, he doesn't have a problem with that. He goes, great, I bring it on. I'm delighted I'm not doing... Yeah. He doesn't seem to feel any guilt at all. I'm a bit like, <laughs> you know, this is, this is just babyish. Well, I mean, maybe he's... Has he done... Has he worked before, Dan? Do you know, that's exactly yeah. right. He was a... He didn't do very well at school, Dan. Right. Although he went to private school. Yeah. He just... I think it was a disaster. He said to me now, he, what he put his parents through was hell. Yeah. He just was like... I think he, he, he won't mind me talking for him, but... <laughs> He's been on already. He did his episode oh, okay. a few, a few, he, a few weeks ago. He was saying about, um, I think his dad was an entrepreneur, and right. he just, he said, when he was at school, he was thinking, well, I'll just go and work with me dad, and what, what's all this? Yeah, this is pointless, yeah. And then I think he was a motor, no, not motorbike, a cycle courier. That's one, yeah. Which was utterly miserable, and he was getting drenched, and he was exhausted. Um, 
And then he sort of fell into the acting thing and it took off for him. And he doesn't have any, exactly like you, he doesn't have any qualms about it. Now he's thinking, bloody hell, I don't want to go back no, to No, but that, I think that's what it is. It's that having yeah. having done those shit jobs and worked for shit people, yes. you kind of, you now I'm in this yeah. wonderful place. Yeah, exactly that. I don't want to go back to that. No, I don't no, want to go back exactly. to driving a bus. No disrespect to any bus drivers. No, no, no. But, no, that's right. I mean, I did, I've never really done anything else. I worked in my mate's leather jacket warehouse, right. and then I got a film, so I stopped. There you go. <laughs> You've had a great life. Yeah, I've had a many, many uh, close shaves where things that were, were, you know, I can name. I did this film, Haunted. I did. I used to be Kenneth Branagh's stand-in. Okay. So I did a lot with Kenneth Branagh's company. I was in Peter's Friends. Yeah. And Much Ado About Nothing. Wow. And uh, so I would, they'd give me parts in these things. Yeah. But I'd also be there for the whole thing. Incredible. Standing in for Branagh. So I, I lived with Brian Blessed. In, no way. Yeah, it, when we did Much Ado About Nothing. Yeah, that's I'd a great play, film. Yeah, I, I played the film. messenger who comes at the start of yeah. Don Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> and then I arrested Keanu Reeves at the end. But, you know, I was living with Brian Blessed uh, for six weeks in Italy. So I was there for the whole thing, standing in for Branagh. I can't remember how I was going to say. Yeah, so I was doing all that stuff. How did I get onto that? Uh, and I did we Peter's about, Friends. Yeah. It was about near misses with... Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. And so, you know, I did like four feature films in my first four years of being an actor. And then it sort of went dead. And then I got this other film, um, uh, Haunted, which was going to be something, and it just died a mm. death. I've had... I did a pilot with... Um, uh, Steve Coogan and uh, Justin Theroux for HBO. Oh, wow. Which was supposed to be the precursor to Tropic Thunder. Oh, yeah. And I wow. thought this is a shoe-in. It's produced yeah. by Ben Thingy. Ben Stiller. Stiller. Yeah. I thought this is a shoe-in. This is going to be it. Didn't happen. Uh, I did Cheap, Cheap, Cheap with Noel Edmonds for Channel 4, <laughs> which came and went 30 hours of television. That no, it was, it was on Channel 4 that no one seems to have seen. <laughs> I, I can name many, many. The Peter Serafinowicz show, I remember. Oh, yeah. I was in that, we, and that was going to be a big hit, and it just came and went. That's and right. I remember at the time we were talking about, look, do we want to go on tour with Phil Mack, actually? Yeah. Um, there have been so many times that something's about to happen, and it sort of just hasn't. Just, yeah. I'm kind of nearly there all the time. So you don't get excited just in case? No, I mean, I'm really, I, I've honestly, uh, I probably, to answer your question, I'm probably slightly glass half full because I've just had so many yeah. near near misses. But, um, yeah, so so I, I, I've never really done anything else. But no. I just, I just, I don't stop. And it's a bit of a bore for my wife because I just <laughs> try and work all the time. I just, I can't bear the thought of, I feel so privileged. I think the thing yeah. is, I feel so privileged to do it. The, the thought that I'm not really going for it makes me feel like, yeah, come on, Alex, you're... Yeah. You're playing at this. Go, go and do you know, something it's, else. You know, it's funny you say that. My my, my poor ex-wife, because yeah. she wasn't in the industry, so I was never there. I was always out gigging. If I wasn't gigging, I was thinking about gigging yes, yes. and comedy, and, and it was all geared towards comedy. And to the point, she just said, I can't. This is, you know, Because then when I wasn't gigging, I'd be the worst person to be uh, around. Mate, it was horrible. But now I'm with, I'm with someone who not, is not only in the business, she's yes. actually going places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because of that, I can't, I don't feel I can sit back and just, no. I have to be, I have to put in put as much effort in yes. as she is, because I have to try and keep up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to feel like a total loser around her, right, you know? It right. just, yeah, so it yeah. fires me up to put the effort in. So I'm very lucky in that respect. What's it like that? Because I've never had a girlfriend who was an actor yeah. or a performer 
my wife has a very low embarrassment threshold. She, I mean, I've been doing the play, the, uh, the sitcom Claire in the Community on radio right, for, okay. for 15 years. My wife has been to precisely zero of those recordings. <laughs> I have watched people's kids grow up. I've seen, honestly, I can name marriages in that company that have come and gone. Yeah. Uh, I've seen pregnancies come and go, and every time it comes to it, Alex, have you got anyone who wants to come in tonight? You know, for the no, 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 no not tonight. Fifteen years. Um, so, I, what's it? I mean, you say it's, about keeping up. I mean, it's kind of yeah. a good thing. But do you find yourselves going, why don't we stop talking about comedy for a bit? Um, no, I think I think we're both very happy to talk about it. I think it helped as well because with Jade, I mean, her star is very much yeah. in the ascendancy. Yeah. So it, it's nice for her to come back and. And talk to me about it. Yeah. And get you know, release, release some pressure with her. And there isn't any like people say this all the time. Well, aren't you jealous, Rich? I'm like, no, not at all. No, no, I'm, no. I'm getting to do amazing things off the back of Jade's success. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, I can't, I'm, I can't not that. But also, if it's you love amazing. someone, and I love it, and I'm so proud of her. Yeah. So there's no, there isn't. People can't understand why there isn't, but because because I didn't get into this to be famous. Mm. Fame is like a byproduct of what I want to be. I'd yeah. love to be known and well-known, yeah, yeah. which is a brilliant comedian. But that, to be famous, isn't something I've ever strived no, no, for. No. If it happens, it would happen, but not, yeah, yeah. it isn't. I don't, I don't lay awake at night going, oh yeah, everyone knows who Jade is, but I don't know. I'm the second, after Jade Adams, the next thing, the most Googled thing is Jade Adams' partner. <laughs> really, yeah, well, you know. So I'm happy with that. Uh, thank you so much for coming down. Really appreciate it. Insane in the Membrane podcast. This Sunday, the 8th of December, join us for Insane in the Membrane live from the Pleasance Theatre Islington with Rich Wilson. I've been a, I've been a comedian for 15 years. It's going all right. Although I was scrabbling around my car yesterday trying to find 60p for a tin of beans, so... <laughs> and very special guest, star of Uncle and the Reluctant Landlord. Good evening, <laughs> The brilliant Nick Helm. <laughs> Tickets are just a fiver. It's nothing. It's the price of a pint. And you can buy one of those too. Sunday, 7.30pm at the Pleasance Theatre, Islington. I found that through humour, people open up and we have a laugh. And I really appreciate you coming down and doing this. This is the first live one. Click the link in the show description for this episode on your podcast app. Uh, we can have a laugh while we do it. I think that's what I'm trying to show with the podcast. And while you're there, please vote for us at the Pod Bible Poll Winners Awards. Both links are in the description or go to pleasance.co.uk or podbiblemag.com respectively. You did great, Rich. Thanks, Bob. You Didn't did as well. You did great. Thank you. We'll see you on Sunday the 8th of December, unless, of course, it's after Sunday the 8th of December, in which case you've missed it and you'll have to wait till February. What do we do now? I don't know. I think that's it. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Insane in the membrane. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What I really like is, you know, people do get in touch with me and they go, I like what you do and all that. Mm. But I, the truth is, I have, since starting doing this Clinton thing, this yeah. tour, uh, and I can show you there are three people who have started hounding me. Oh, right. And uh, I've never, you know, people don't really know who I am, but for some reason, these people on Facebook, social media mm. do. And I think it's to do with this Clinton thing. I right. don't know whether they like the idea of this sort of camp, you know, I don't know, spiritual bloke, but for some reason it's attracted them. Uh, one of them is... I won't say, but no. they're one of them is slightly giving me the creeps. Oh, really? So, uh, you know, I do know, you know, we both know, yeah. hang around with people who are quite well known and you hear stuff yeah, yeah. going on. Um, I don't think I want that particularly. And, and no. I mean, you know, I'd be lying if I said, I, it's not lovely when people come up to you and say, aren't you? Quite often people come up to me and say, I'm getting the word nonce. <laughs> what, a, what a lovely catchphrase uh, to have, honestly. And I go to football, people see me at football. But my favourite thing is if anyone does know my work, strangers, and they come up. Yeah. If it's in front of my son, my teenage son, oh, right, yeah. it's a little chance to go, yeah, you thought you were on there. We don't know me. Did you hear that? See, Did see. You see they know who I am. But he obviously doesn't, couldn't care less. Typical teenagers. My boys are pleased and proud, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not. No. They're not asked. But um, there are, yeah, there is. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, we know various famous people mm. who've had to deal with certain things. Yeah. Stuff I've heard about over the years. And I wouldn't want that no. and my wife certainly wouldn't want that or my kids no. my daughter is is just she's in this huge Netflix series okay. and she basically joined my acting agent went for a couple of auditions and I was going my wife said couldn't she join your acting agent I, mean, I was like you're not going to take her on it's for people like me sure enough she's in this bloody in. series uh, the Alienist for Netflix. Oh, she's yeah. a regular in this now for season two. Brilliant. That's, That's her brilliant. first job. I mean, I've, yeah. I've never seen her do any acting in my life. <laughs> and she's off doing this. So I'm kind of pleased that, in a way, um, she's grown up with me and she sees me with my head in my hands, mm. um, not working or, you know, nearly getting a part and being absolutely distraught yes. by it. So she's under no illusion. She doesn't wander around like she's auditioning for the X Factor. I mean, it's yeah. my dream. Like, who cares if it's your dream, you know? Uh, and she's sort of a singer as well, and she used to come and sing at my uh, 100 Club gig. And I'd always say to her, there's one thing I've instilled in her, which is something my parents could never do, is I go, look, the people that they paid, right, mm. they don't care if, eh, you're oh, in the yeah. it's my dream, oh, God, good luck, I hope this goes well. I just go, look, you know, they paid... 
don't make it look like you've won a competition to be out there. No. Go no. and do the thing. Yeah. So when I'm a bit self-indulgent with you in this dressing room and I'm shitting myself about tonight, <laughs> part of you goes, mate, this is supposed to be what you're doing for a living. Yeah. So stop being a wuss about it and go and do it, you know? <laughs> yeah, but you are allowed to be a bit, you know, acrid. Because it, it's not... It, I, I, someone said to me a little while ago, do you get nervous? And I'm like, it isn't, it isn't nerves... Because I've been doing it long enough to know yeah. I can do it. Yes. It's just apprehension. You go, oh, is this going to be the night where yes, yes, I yes. get stared at? Oh. I don't think it's that. That's the fear I have. But I don't worry that I'm not funny or can't do the job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I told, uh, this is a bit of a story I've told a couple of times now. You know the guy who chased after me in Winchester? No. Fucking hell. You talk about someone staring at you and you oh, and yeah. just having a horrible evening. Of course, the other thing is, when you have a really good gig, quite often have a good gig, the one person you remember is the person who looked utterly miserable. Exactly. That's the one person you, you're thinking, why did they hate it so much? Yeah, I quite every often, time. They're not even not enjoying they're it. Elsewhere. They just choose they're, not to yeah. be... I mean, I'm not a big one for throwing my head back and laughing at gigs, but I went down to Winchester uh, to the King's School and my new agent, Paul Baker, said, come down, I've got a gig in there. PTA, there must have been 500 people there. Yeah. Around these tables, a massive school. I was on with James Gill and Mike James. Cox. Yeah, Mike yeah. Cox. Oh, no, not brilliant, yeah. And another fellow's name, oh, forgive me, I can't remember his name. And, but I was headlining as Clinton, which is a bit of a risk in just a straight stand-up evening. Yeah. But it was with my new agent, and he'd never seen me do my full act, so I thought, it's got to be good, this... Anyway, I went down there, and this is partly probably why I'm apprehensive now. Right, like, okay. So I get on there, and before I went on, I said to uh, Paul Baker, look, they're quite a posh, well-to-do PTA, Parent Teachers Association audience in Winchester, mm. quite posh. I might go easy on the old swearing yes, and all that stuff. Right. And James Gill went, no, 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 don't. I promise you, I promise you, someone's just used the C word out there. I promise you, it's fine. And Paul went, no, no, just play your normal game. Yeah. And then James Gill went, look into my eyes. I'm telling you, it's fine. Do your normal act. I went, all right. You can see where this is going. Yeah. So, <laughs> I went out James there. is listening. Nice <laughs> one, mate. Yeah. So I went out there and um, started doing things. It's going very well. And um, this guy shouts out, uh, Jacko, like, a bit like you, just out yeah. of the blue, and I think the inference was, can you contact oh, Michael Jackson see. from yeah. beyond the thing? Now, if someone does that right close to the stage, uh, you can't ignore that. And it's no. quite early on. So I said, it's, it's, it's another old line, it's not a fucking quiz. All right, I'll yeah. come to you in a minute. It was like, ooh, we're going to come and sort him out. So I did a bit of stuff, went up to him. And fresh in my mind was a bit I always do. I went up and said, now, who's, now come on, who said that? Who was, who was asking my chance? These tables, kind of people shuffling, parted. There was a guy there. So I said, yeah, uh, what's your name, mate? And he said, Pascal, he was French. I went, yeah, someone called Dave says you're a cop. Oh, right. yeah. So big laugh, followed by, I heard a sort of sharp intake of breath, and I thought, oh, I don't know whether he took that very well. I thought it might be my imagination. Mm. Carry on, did the thing, got up on the stage. And then I do a bit where I say, you know, there is nothing extraordinary about what I do. It's the fact that in any group of people, 78% will have extraordinary brain skills. Speaking of Pascal just now, I might have to revise that down a little bit, which is just a kind of lovely, harmless, silly joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was that that tipped him over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts shouting in French. Right. And 
it's all fit on coulis or you, you know, oh, and I oh, sort yeah. of know it's like proper sweat, nice. not yeah. nice. And so I sort of tried to, I thought, oh shit, and I immediately I was blaming myself, thinking, yeah, he's French. You know, you kind of knock about English culture, you call someone a cat. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. a kind, it's not nice, but it's a kind of currency yeah, of yeah. the comedy. But this geezer, I think French, he really what you called me what? He couldn't yeah. get over it. So immediately people are shouting to him to shut up. And I'm thinking, no, I should not have said that to a French guy. I didn't mm. know he was French. So I just ventured. No, to be honest, ladies and gentlemen, honestly, ladies and gentlemen, I think, honestly, no, don't have a go. I think there is a difference in culture. I haven't got any. You clearly have. Carries on shouting. Thinking, I've done my best to yeah, acknowledge yeah, that yeah, there's a difference it, yeah. in culture. Still shouting. So people are going, shut up to him and all that. His wife's going, please sit down mm. to him. I'm thinking, oh God, this is really oh, getting right. nasty. So then I said, um, now I don't, I don't speak French, Pascal, but somebody's telling me you're not very happy, right? <laughs> and he's going, uh, all this stuff. Right. So I thought, I was, I, I was I'm really thinking, what am I going to do? Because I can't compete yeah, with yeah, that. You're stuck, yeah. So I just said, look, honestly, Pascal, I've apologised twice now. I don't, I honestly don't know what else I can do. So what, I, what can I do? Because I can't compete with no. you. And then I just said, ladies and gentlemen, I can't really compete with that. I'm very sorry. I'm just going to have to start. Oh, shit. And, you know, I hope you... I mean, I just... What can you no, do? Yeah, Someone you can't shouting. get past it. Yeah. So I just said... So that's the sort of thing. If I was really a really good club comic yeah. who can do that, I might have shut him up or I might have reasoned with him and been really... I just... But you're stuck in the character as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, the that's character. That thing as well. Part yeah. just wants to go, all right, to be fair, mate. Yeah. I, I do apologise. You're French. But you've got to keep up this sort of pretense. So I just said, I'm just, I've done it, only done about 10 minutes. So I just mm. said, I'm going to have to call it a day there. I hope, I hope you earn lots of money for the PTA. Good night. And as I left, to my horror, I looked round. He's got up out of his chair, uh... following me across the stage to like a chorus of 500 people booing him. And my initial instinct was, oh, look, this is a comedy show. I can yeah. surely argue my way out of this. And so I thought, do you know what? <laughs> I'm going to start running. Because if 500 people of his contemporaries and that he was a, t- a parent. Yeah. If they, if he's not going to listen to them, I'm not going to. No, he's already shouted to me. Yeah. So I thought, you know what? And I turned. So I just went down this corridor with my blonde locks, <laughs> carrying my bejeweled bag. My agent was there, and I was going, "He's coming! He's coming! He's coming!" <laughs> and James Gill comes out the toilet going, shit, there's no one on stage, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> I sprinted past him, and as is the way with these things, everywhere now, I know I sound like an old grunter now, every door has got a bloody digital code to yeah, get in. Yeah, of course, yeah. So I'm going, so you're just oh trying- my God, I can't get into any door. <laughs> and I had to hide behind a filing cabinet in this corridor, and I hear this bloke coming down, and Paul Baker and James, heroes, literally had to mm. rugby tackle him. No. And he's going, where is he, and all this. And at the time, I was sort of behind this filing cabinet. I said, shit, take the wig off. You, oh, you know, yeah. I'd just take my disguise <laughs> no, off. No, you went that way. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking, at the time, I was sort of laughing. This is so ridiculous. Anyway, I got back to the dressing room. Uh, there's, a, there's a security woman there going, he is outside um, waiting for you. No. He wants to come in to apologise. My agent's going, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> That's not an apology. And, and this woman was going, do you want to... Do you want to wait for him to go? I said, no, I don't. No. I want to go out to the car, which is five minutes down the road. And this geezer is waiting for me. On your own. So I shoved all this stuff in my case. Someone took my case. They gave me a box of Quality Street, so it looked like I was a parent who'd won it on the road. Brilliant. 
I get outside and it reminded me of being 18 year old. You know, with that sort of with your mates, it's, don't look now, someone's screwing us out. Someone's screwing us oh, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the bar, you know, that horror. Oh, yeah. God. Someone's screwing, it. He's screwing us out, that bloke. <laughs> right, drink up, we're going to get. It was like that. Yeah. He's just over there, just keep walking. He's just, I said, I don't need this at 51. Shit. So I got in the car, I sped off down the road. And uh, I parked in this, I've got about a mile, I don't know where I was. Yeah. And I phoned my wife, and I'm sort of laughing. <laughs> Two days later, I was like, I couldn't get it out of the air. I had PTSD. Well, you were, yeah, of course. I was thinking the bloke was going to kill me. Yeah. So when you say someone's staring at you, that, that's absolutely one of my fears now. Of course, oh the, God, yeah, yeah. And particularly yeah. doing this. Just do, do you feel, when, you're, yeah, when you're getting into it, like yesterday, because you did that, you did that line. Yeah. When you're in the audience. Yeah, that's right. Is there trepidation? Yeah, there? I do move away from people. Yeah. But then the difference is with this show, people have seen the TV show. They sort of know what I do. He's yeah. a kind of undiplomatic, stupid mm. act who's just, you know, I mean, I come on with a plaster over my eye with a bruise. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, yeah. we, the, I mean, I imagine most of the audience have seen Phoenix Nights. They know what the character yeah. is. I get smacked in the face in the show. Right, okay. But it was almost, you know, but, but and actually, like, two weeks after that, do you know Comedy Hotspots? Yeah, yeah. Of course you do. We met doing it. Yeah. Beg your pardon. He got me a gig. He does all these RAF gigs and a lot of military gigs. That's he right, used yeah. to be in the Navy. So we did one at RF Waddington. There was a girl there, and I'm just doing something. This was not long after this geezer. So I'm like, um, now your name is Joanna, isn't it? Joanne, Joan, Joan, Diane, Eileen. A lot of hilarity. So I'm pointing to this girl in the audience. What's your name, love? Why not answer. What's your name? Well, just tell us what your name is. Just tell, yeah, just, what, what's your name? <laughs> Nothing. Starts crying. No. So I'm thinking, oh, oh no. God, you know. So then she's looking upset. She gets up and walks out. And I'm thinking, I mean, I don't want to upset anyone. It's no, a comedy gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with that, her squaddy boyfriend. Oh, no. He gets oh, up. No. I'm thinking, he's going to come back the minute and smack me in the mouth. <laughs> so I quickly finish up around that up. Oh, God. Oh, but so I'm a little bit, I'm a bit of a coward. I've never really been in a scrap in my life. But, but people are more, there is a, people are more... Professionally upset. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a bloke in Bristol and he had his back to the stage. Yeah. They were sort of sitting on this long table and a big oh, leather jacket with a load of blokes. And I, and I just I said, mate, you're gonna turn around, you're gonna turn around at all. You know, and he, and he, did, he didn't even look at me, he leant over to his mate and he and I heard him say, he went, tell him to fuck off, I'm gonna punch him in the head. Oh, and no one else really heard it. And I went, You say you're gonna punch me in the head? And of course the whole room went, Whoa. And I couldn't couldn't win it back. And I literally hadn't done anything to him. What, you couldn't win it back with the audience because they thought yeah. you was being hostile? Well, they, no, I wasn't. I was just saying yeah. to the guy, but because of that, it ruined the energy of the yeah, room. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. they were like, shit, this might kick off. Oh, God. And then there's the security guards, the club's not there anymore because the bloke who used not to run was arsehole. No, no, this was something else. And the security were outside. They weren't even in the room. Oh. It was just, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you have to I be careful. That. You do have to be careful. Yeah, that that is a sort of worry. I don't I don't really like that. I I really like you know, honestly, I'm used to being in plays. Nice mm. audience coming. The <laughs> curtains open. Yeah. There's maybe a veranda on the set. <laughs> Someone with a like a Venetian. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Cigar, yeah. cigarette holder. Some nice velvet <laughs> curtains. You know, that's what I like. I like it yeah. nice and comfortable. Uh, I I really I mean, what I find increasingly nowadays is that there's not a tradition of live performance that people understand. So you get people talking and mm. you want to go, 
This isn't television. I'm a human being. That's right, yeah. I'm about 15 foot away from you. <laughs> Everyone can hear you. What do you, are you, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, if you get the same thing, and this sounds very snobby, but in the West End, you know, a lot of those musicals. Well, that's fine. Anyone can go into the West End. But there's a lot of people who wouldn't normally go, who are going to, God, this sounds awful, no, no, but are going right. to populist Mamma Mia, whatever it is, taking their sweets, yeah. eating, munching, talking, <laughs> booing, shouting, going for a piss. Yeah. And it's like, do you not understand? It's it's not recorded, it's live. This is a real thing that's, and that's happening. Why, yeah. That's why it's exciting, it's literally there. But it does require a little bit of respect yes, from you. Yes, right. But that's it, I don't, like you say, those populist yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there are, I was saying this to Jade the other day, I was like, we, whenever whenever loads of people say this is brilliant, yeah. I'm always sceptical. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because the majority of people are very, <laughs> like, this sounds terrible. Like though. stuff that you think They shit. like kind of basic. Oh, I know. Yeah, and I know yeah. that sounds terrible. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but I know what you mean. So yeah. things like Mamma, Mamma Mia, I've never seen the live show, no. but both films I've been dragged to see. Yeah. And they are the, they are the worst things yeah, I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. The second yeah. one's atrocious. Yeah, no, and I've it, never. Never seen any of that. No, don't, don't, don't ruin your life. No. But, but your, all your characters are... Sorry, I've interrupted no, you. But your characters, they're not antagonistic. No. But Clinton isn't. Clinton's no, fun. No, he's no. an idiot, like I say. He's a, yeah. And then you've got Barry as well. Barry. I mean, I like them to have a little bit of a punch, but you know that underneath it, they're nice. Yeah, Barry's lovely. Yes, no, so uh, <laughs> Cockney is a based on all my lot from South East London, you know. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, they, they're, 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 I like to think that they're kind, they, you know, people know that it's, I'm pushing the envelope a little bit, but I'm yeah, going to be kind, slightly I'm, not things, gonna yeah. Be, I'm not going to be nasty, I'm not going to, no. you know, I'm not Jerry Sadowitz. <laughs> I used to love driving back from gigs and having Ian Lee's radio show on. <laughs> yeah. And it used to just make me laugh. So, so I didn't realise that they were, they were characters after the yeah, time. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I think some of them are real. Some of them are real, yeah. Uh, but I do loads from still. I do <coughs> Joseph Lavens, Professor Joseph Lavens, right. who's the, the UFO bloke. Right. And then I did Clinton the other day, and I used to do all sorts of characters for uh, Christian O'Connell's show. Oh, okay. I used to do um, Roy Hodgson yeah. and uh, Judy Murray and Andy Murray. And uh, yeah, so I've done a lot of that. But I th honestly, the truth is about that. If you are an egomaniac or you are have a kind of, and I know this sounds pretentious, but if you have that kind of desire mm. to perform, yeah. I always like to think of it as like Peter Cook. He used to phone up Clive Bull on LBC. Right, okay. And be Sven the Norwegian fisherman. <laughs> and now he doesn't have to do that. No, he just he wanted to. Enjoy it. Yeah. And I think if you are that type of person, you know, spot on. Oh, wouldn't it be funny if I phoned up Ian and did yeah. a funny character? You know, when when doing these shows, you know, really. Okay, you want to earn money from ticket sales, but mm. the first thing I think of is, oh, a nice full room. Yes. You know, when in I've a done, wonderful venue as well. Yeah. Yeah. You just think, you know, and um, that's and actually, Phil McIntyre in a meeting with me the other day said something about. I mean, he must take me for a bit of a mug, but he said something about, <laughs> I know what you want. You want a full room, regardless of the money and how much money you make. I think we were talking about expenses. Okay. And he said, I know what you really are after. All money aside and expenses aside, because I, I was sort of saying, 
you know, how much are we spend on the car or how much mm. are we going to spend on accommodation? Yeah. He said, what you really want when you visit this show is a nice full room. Yeah. And yeah, yeah but yeah, I do, but I've I got to my, but you know what I mean? The, the, the thing I, that, that, you know, get jump, makes you jump out of bed is yeah. the thought of a nice big audience, you and know, the bringing the house down. And they come to see you. Of course. It's, it's Which is what fantastic. we want. Of course. Yeah. And, you know, I suppose that drilling down is some terrible childhood <laughs> of course there is there's it some shit be, gone on it? somewhere there, it must be I think uh, I think quite often with uh, my mum and dad is, there is that sense of they're very they were very glass half full right you know very sort of keep your feet on the ground yes. sort of English thing yeah which is really tiresome after a while yeah you know, it's like yeah well my dad was always keep your head down don't make a fuss yeah. Don't get involved. Yeah. And that used too. to just put my back up so much. I yeah. was like, no, no, I want to say something, Dad. Oh, I want really? To, I want to rise up. I want to do something. Yeah, really? You know? yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. maybe that's where this comes from. I think so, yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, uh, they're not... My dad was a semi-professional jazz sa oh, saxophonist. Brilliant. But he used to work in the tea industry right. during the day. But, you know, this was in the 50s, and there was a rise of that bebop mm. uh, jazz thing. And he used to go out and play and, God, play with... They were all playing, you know, improvising. Yeah, and then, yeah. You know, he'd be in the Harry Klein big band or uh, big band. And then it'd all be like a whole brass section that no one had any music. They were just... <laughs> just know, doing it. Yeah. And so, you know, he had that sort of performance thing, which is partly where it comes from. But I don't think he ever would have, you know, struck out and done it as a no. full-time thing. He was just happy doing it on the side. Yeah, so that, yeah. He was obsessed yeah. with jazz, but it was mostly sort of dance band stuff yeah. before discos came out and everyone replaced his band with some shitty <laughs> rope-like disco. But, uh, yeah, very, very uh, straight-laced yeah. uh, background. But the, the, very, I guess very quickly, the, the, the one thing I'm very chippy about as a result yeah, well, yeah, yeah, about yeah. you is the Oxbridge thing. Yeah, yeah. I constantly feel that there is a glass ceiling for me and people of my class. And I know I sound like I'm nicely middle class, but I didn't go to a fee-paying school. No, me. I, I was just, you know, uh, my parents sort of paid for my drama lessons and stuff. Great, very supportive. Yes. I wouldn't want anyone to think they, they were very supportive, but it was not their thing no. at all. And increasingly, you know, I've done, I've always felt like, you know, I've worked in every bloody Radio 4 comedy. Yeah. I've done so many things. And when I hear about some of these Oxbridge people who come out and waltz into a comedy sketch show. Yeah, I, I mean, I was 40, 46 when I got my Barry from Watford Radio 4 series. Okay. I'd been knocking on the door for so long. Yeah. And, you know, I did, I did a, my, uh, what did I do? Uh, Fatal Attraction in the West End right, a few okay. years ago. Yeah. And there was a guy, I won't mention any names, but there was someone who was working on the, the production and he was talking about his dad who was the head of drama at a very posh school right. in London. And he just happened to mention that these kids, by way of their end of term school production, were at St James's Theatre in the West End. What? Now, from 1982 when I was in another country to uh, 2014 when I was in Fatal Attraction, I've been trying to get into yeah, the West End yeah, to perform. Yeah, yeah. These kids do They're it as a matter of... Yeah. <laughs> they get given that. Yes. Yeah. And now, if you have that behind you, you think, well, 
I've actually been on the West End stage. So I don't and need to I strive really, for it. And, yeah, and you turn up for auditions, say you want to be an actor. Well, I've already done that. You come with a certain yeah, knowledge. Yeah. You're not shitting yourself about the whole thing. And the more I hear about these kind of opportunities and all that, I'm not sure I'm entirely in the Corbyn camp of let's raise them all to the ground or yeah. include them in. Maybe they should, I don't know. But I'm very chippy. I'm very aware that me and I can name another number of other people who've just been knocking on the door and have done everything, everything, oh, absolutely. Everything. And yeah. they've never quite offered it because we're not quite in we're not the not. Oxbridge crowd. Exactly. That snobbery. It's actually is, alive and yeah. kicking in this country. It is, yeah. You know, class in this country is oh alive my God. and kicking. Yeah, it's. I was thinking this on the way in. Actually, it is the middle classes have just they just they're in charge of it all. Oh yeah, and they'll let one or two of us in. Yeah, yeah. I but the so. rest of it, you kind of go no. Like I, I get all the time. I get well. We've already got Mickey Flanagan. So why? <laughs> what, would we, what would we do with you? You know, like, yeah. what, because I sound like yeah, I know, him, that's it. I know, I know. I know so it, and that's, this isn't this is again like you. It's not. This has come from a. It's not bitter. It's just frustration because you're like, I'm really good at this. Yeah. You're brilliant at what you well, do. So give I, us a go. I tell you what I think slightly is that maybe it's just human nature that I've tried to help out a couple of people in my own small way yeah. who are at Leicester Bloody Polytechnic with right. me. It's, it ain't, yeah, it ain't yeah, Cambridge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, people I know, I've heard of an audition. I might say, look, you know, you, I went up for this today. You might be quite good or brilliant. I can't do it. You know, in my small way and, and amongst my contemporaries. Yes. But maybe it's just so happens that, that, that it's not a great, it's not a great sort of secret that we all went to Oxford or Cambridge. Mm. Let's get you in. It's just, just, those were the people you mixed with. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. It just so happens you were in those top positions. That's right, yeah. But I don't know what you do about that. But it, it, it's yeah. all the time. But the now, top people yeah. you meet are in from bloody Oxford. Well, we're talking about that. Jade was talking about this actually to to, to um, a friend of hers who's now her, again her her star was on the ascendance. Yeah. And she was saying to her, she was like, you know, yes, there's a lot of talk about diversity and yeah. getting people from different, yes. different ethnicities in, but they're not going to the they're not going to the black circuit to, yeah. to get those oh, those yeah, people. Yeah. They're getting a white middle class version of what they of what yeah. they they're accepting face oh, of people of a black person, and oh, you're like, God, I know. What are you? This is bollocks. This yeah. is because the because white people are still in charge. Yeah. Of that, it's like, yeah. and it's you know they go, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna allow you through. Yeah, you tick all the boxes. There you are. That so you can have a go. And it's and it's it's bullshit. It's Look, such bullshit. Trust me. Trust me. This is a whole... My wife is mixed race. Right. She's half Somali, half Scottish. Yeah. And she, trust me, she hears racism from all sides. I can imagine, yeah. And she is in, she's in a very strange position. She'd hate me to even be talking about this yeah. now. It's all... The kind of different racism exists everywhere. Mm. And she says she gets to hear alarming stuff from every side. Of course, yeah. And um, so it's a difficult one, but, but just to chime in what you're saying there... There are as few acceptable faces of yeah. blackness or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or Asianness. Yeah. Oh, that's what. That's our version. That's of it. Our that's, version. Yeah, that's yeah. acceptable. And, yeah. Uh, We're in charge of that still. That's yeah. right. And I think that's sometimes what she feels as a mixed race person. She doesn't quite fit into that camp. No. Or that tick box. She's not performing. No. In different. But they. But, she but, they're the, but she's part of the audience that. Yeah. You're trying to perform to, and and, and, yeah. and but they can't relate to these people because they're. No, that, that, that's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, you know, you only have to listen to sort of radio for, I'm not talking about entertainment or anything. No. To hear these sort of blanket expressions 
the black community, so um, yeah. community leaders. Yeah. Community, <laughs> which community yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> Who is my wife's community leader? <laughs> You know, I and know. it's like when I was a kid, there wasn't a community, community leader. leader. I'm going to the community. It's not a fucking steps out of a wigwam, <laughs> and it's like you have come to. You know, what a load yeah, of bollocks. Yeah. So, but it is a very you know white middle class version of what should be. Yeah. But I don't know. I think to be fair, people are trying to do something it, about it. Yeah, they things. are trying, but it's it's not enough. But, but mind you, I've said this again. We are in the middle of this massive overcorrection. This has been said by many people. So we're still finding, we're, yeah. yeah, we're on the right path oh, by making differences. Yeah, but we 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 we've all gone. Yeah, actually, yeah, we, that, all of that that was all wrong. What we were doing. So now, but now we're going like, yes. right the other way. Yeah, and then it. So yeah. we so we are doing the right thing, but maybe we're looking in the wrong I places. Can, and, I can never quite understand, and I'm aware that. And yeah. we are both aware, no, hold on, that we are two white, middle-aged blokes. Oh, no. Before we say anything else, can we just have a disclaimer? You know, we're here... Well, we're illegal now. We're, yeah, we're, we're the problem, straight, oh, straight white men. I know, yeah, we are. Um, but I can't remember what I was going to say. What I was going to say about that. Yeah, uh, has there been an overcorrection? What is that guilt? Because I went to school with black and Asian Same, people. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, I sometimes think those people who are so terrified mm. of being caught by something, they're the ones with some terrible latent guilt. <laughs> Not me. No, I'm no. really, really pissed off. I don't know what you can say. When Sarah Pascoe was on that Frankie Boyle show. Yes. And she starts by going, looking to the camera and going, can I just say on behalf of all white people, I apologise for us and the way we've been what? over the slave trade or something. I'm thinking, don't blame me. I was not part of the establishment. I was born in 1968. <laughs> I, I've done my best. Okay, everyone's a little bit racist, but I've done yeah. my best not to be... Don't lump me in with exactly. the, the, the East India Tea Company. Or, <laughs> you know, uh, all this stuff. Exactly and, that. And it, that, that her saying that doesn't help him. No, of course it doesn't. It just makes us patronising. It's patronising. It, patronizing. it yeah. sounds stupid. And then, of course, what did the camera do? Camera pans on two brown faces, like they're from outer space. Oh, gosh. Why don't pan on two, just two other people? Yeah. It's just because you're black or brown. It doesn't mean these are the only people who are on some strange other frequency. Now, what what did they make it? They're not from outer space. And that I, I hate. I don't I know, know who, who put that together. And I don't know why she feels she has to apologise on behalf of me, because that really... Because that's not... Yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't part of that. And they go, oh, yeah, but you benefited from it. You go, no, I didn't. you have any idea of the shit I had to go <laughs> with? I was surrounded by racists and homophobes, and I, I, had to, I had to battle my way out of that so as not to become one of them. Well, yeah, yeah. It sounds a bit worse than where I, how I was brought. Well, I, 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 was. I was in that weird... Because my dad was middle class, but my mum's very working class. Right. So I kind of bridge that gap. Right, okay. Where was the, where did, where but did I grew you up grow? in Orpington in Kent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, sort well, of that's probably, that's a bit... Yeah. So is it a bit Nazi? I was at the rough end. Oh, God, yeah. Is it? Yeah, Is it a bit... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a little bit, yeah. Bumble. I said, I slagged off Kent on last week's one. I got me careful. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Look, <laughs> it, is, it is, it is, yes, it's, there's a, there's very much a right-leaning element to, yeah, yeah. to Kent. Yeah, yeah. I feel, oh, which God. is a shame. Yeah, but it to, is. But to go on television and apologise... On behalf yeah, of... Yeah, it just pissed me off. off. I don't know yeah. whether it was edited badly, but I just... I, I, and, and, OK, even if she really 
wanted, that yeah. was a heartfelt sentiment. Mm. Okay, look, she probably had the best intentions. Yes. But it, that's clumsily done. I don't think that helps anyone. No, of course not. I think no. that just pisses people off. Of course I, it does. You know, like you say, people that, like, like Jade again, she talks about, she says, all this talk of the patriarchy. She said, when I was a kid, women were just in charge. Like when I was a kid, yeah, it has been sort of formalised. Yeah, that people have to say, "Yeah, that's true," but yeah, women have always been judged. Yeah. In their but they're own. talking about when they talk about the patriarchy. They're talking like like the top one percent of men in suits making all these decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. You're talking about them. But yes. when you say all men, yeah, it gets a little bit infuriating. Yeah, you know? and then you turn around and go, "It's not all men." And then they go, "Oh, you just that's what you say." Well. The funny thing is, there was on Facebook the other day, I think I shared it, it was from about 19... It might have been the Arsenal 1971 double year, but they were going round Highbury, or maybe it was before that, interviewing ladies uh, at their front door, round Highbury, right. all round their Blackstock Road and all that. And it struck me, they're going... They're going, it goes off to the Arsenal. It goes off to the Arsenal <laughs> on a Saturday. They're out there, they go on Saturday. And, and they say, how do you feel about him going? Do you, are you never tempted to go? And a couple of them went, yeah, we always go. But a few of them, like, you know, the idea of the patriarchy, why aren't the women allowed to go? She went, oh no, good riddance, get rid of me. <laughs> get me out of the way. Get me out of the way. Bloody hell, who wants? And you go, yeah. Maybe they didn't want to do what yeah. the blokes are doing. That's fine. So they're just happy to get rid of yeah, them. Yeah, and they've got their, their, their mates there and all that. Yeah. Oh, God. Look, but to any feminist listening, <laughs> oh, this is God. dangerous. War. I know we'll get shot down. We're going to get cancelled now. Sorry. We are sorry about that. But, you know, look, it is. It, maybe, it, look, these are all complicated issues. And maybe we've just. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're wrong. Clumsy to wandering into this. We are clumsy. We are clumsy. <laughs> This has been lovely. Oh, I really enjoyed and now it. We're going to Thank go and you. Have a wonderful yeah, show. we're going to have a great show. So glad to be here. Thank you Insane in the membrane. There we are. Alex Lowe, aka Clinton Baptiste, aka Barry from Watford. He's a lovely dude, isn't he? Really nice. Proper chatty, just a sweetheart to be around. Um, he had his he had his um cape, he had his cape knit when we were in uh, we were in Leeds he comes out and he's got his cape and he throws it into the crowd and someone nicked it so if anyone if he hasn't found it right now if anyone knows the whereabouts of clinton baptiste's cloak in the leeds area if you see someone wearing it up the shops get some milk uh give us a shout because uh he'd really like it back it's a one-off with true magical powers so thank you again for joining us. Uh, thank you for uh, all your continued support and your lovely messages. If you want to uh, jump up onto the iTunes and drop us a, a five-star review and a five-star rating, and then uh, that will get us up the charts, get people listening. We really do appreciate that. If you want to shout out, drop us a message, and uh, well, I'll be more than happy to do that for you. Uh, until next time, take care. We'll see you again. Uh, thank you so much for coming down. Really appreciate it. Insane in the Membrane podcast. This Sunday, the 8th of December, join us for Insane in the Membrane live from the Pleasance Theatre Islington with Rich Wilson. I've been, a, I've been a comedian for 15 years. It's going all right. Although I was scrabbling around my car yesterday trying to find 60p for a tin of beans. So... <laughs> And very special guest, star of Uncle and the Reluctant Landlord. Good evening, <laughs> The brilliant Nick Helm. <laughs> Tickets are just a fiver, it's nothing, it's the price of a pint, and you can buy one of those too. Sunday, 7.30pm at the Pleasance Theatre, Islington. I found that through humour, 
people open up and we have a laugh. And I really appreciate you coming down and doing this. This is the first live one. Click the link in the show description for this episode on your podcast app. Uh, we can have a laugh while we do it. I think that's what I'm trying to show with the podcast. And while you're there, please vote for us at the Pod Bible Poll Winners Awards. Both links are in the description or go to pleasance.co.uk or podbiblemag.com respectively. You did great, Rich. Thanks, Bob. You Didn't did you as well. did great? Thank you. We'll see you on Sunday the 8th of December, unless, of course, it's after Sunday the 8th of December, in which case you've missed it and you'll have to wait till February. What do we do now? I don't know. I think that's it. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Insane in the membrane. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.